0: Hey, Stu! Yes! I'm back! Oh, I've been dreaming about this all day. Yeah, have you? And it's been a great
1: three-day weekend. Oh, the holiday fun, the uh, barbecues. Well, the barbecue at the restaurant in Rochester, at least. That was fun. (laughs) That's a different kind of barbecue. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk to you about uh, how the left uh, celebrated uh, Labor Day. Uh, We have that coming up. Also, we're going to talk about this incredible new book. We have the author on, I think, on Thursday. But it's something you have to read, The Devil and Karl Marx. Unbelievable. And how we are not fighting people. We are fighting a force. We are fighting evil. And it is sweeping across the nation. All that and so much more on today's podcast.
0: Listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
1: If you are out at a restaurant, here are the protesters shutting down the restaurants in Rochester, New York, over the weekend. As you can hear, nonviolent uh, protests. This is uh you know if you had a if you had a nice night out you
0: you.
1: I mean this is... is
0: nobody's gonna touch you We're shutting your party down Come.
1: So, oh, calm down. This is a person telling, <laughs> this is a Black Lives Matter person telling a restaurant customer who's running away, calm down. Nothing's going to, nobody's going to hurt you.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure, uh, the glass is sure. breaking all around you. Right. And, but don't, don't, no don't deal. panic. No, don't bid. This is sleep. this is how you win people over to your argument, Glenn. It is. Mm-hmm. Interrupt it their is. nice evenings and trash uh-huh. the place that they love. Mm-hmm. 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 It works mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. It works really well.
1: It's very nice. Um, so, uh, <laughs> this wasn't the only uh, protest. Uh, Rochester BLM used white shields. Uh, here they are uh, telling them to make a circle. Uh, they've got uh, these white people uh, they're using as shields. Uh, listen to this. If you
2: white and you got a shield, you need
0: to be making the perimeter.
1: Tell the white people out to Stay the edges. Every- This is really nice. This is something I think they learned from the Palestinian protesters where they took the kids, you know, kids are the first to die.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's it's
1: it's it's really quite beautiful what is going on. No justice, no peace. Uh, Apparently, the protesters burned a black owned business during the riots in Rochester. The owner who built his business out of poverty is uh kind of upset uh he had a sign proud to be black owned uh but apparently that doesn't that didn't matter uh to black lives matter demonstrators I mean not his black life you know what I mean uh so they set fire and uh he doesn't have his business anymore but don't uh you know but don't 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 worry and uh by the way um they were chanting uh if you don't give us our crap if you will. We'll shut crap down. Um, so I think that's catchy. Uh,
0: that's uh-huh. catchy. Uh-huh. Smart. Uh, I, by the way, some of the details have come out about these businesses and how the insurance is going to pay for all their property, because, as you know, it's just property. It's not a big deal. So they're making their point with some fires and breaking some windows and Mm -hmm. destroying some businesses. But Mm -hmm. in the end, it's just property. And property is not violence. Silence is violence. Speech is violence. But property is not violence. Well, property should be.
1: You shouldn't own property anyway.
0: Well, that's a good you point. Shouldn't, you don't own property anyway. <laughs> very very I mean, well be the end game here. It is. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, that as is, they point out in their yeah, manifesto, they, they are uh,
1: they're, they're anti-property rights, so you don't own it anyway. So
0: it's not your property, mm-hmm. which is fascinating in and of itself. But mm-hmm. uh, the whole idea that this is just property and they have insurance, which has been highly mm-hmm, promoted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on the left. Uh, they're showing now that basically uh, they're not even coming close to paying for what they're doing. No. Not even coming no. close. But the, the bids are coming in at uh, $200,000, $300,000 to replace these businesses. Uh, and the insurance will pay 25000 So that's pretty mm. good. I mean, it's pretty close. And then many businesses, especially in Minneapolis, are getting bills for the destruction of their business because... Once they were lit on fire, they became unsafe structures. So the city would come in and knock the buildings down and then send a bill for $140,000 to the business for knocking it down.
1: You know where that bill would end up? If it was sent to me, you know where that bill would end up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got a guess. Uh, also, uh, there was a teacher involved in, um, in Rochester. And he was uh, seen confronting police officers on a bridge. And, he, and I'm quoting our peacekeepers ended up shooting pepper spray at us for singing and chanting, telling them what a crappy ass job they were doing. They can't uh, or they can F off America F the police. He was screaming F the Rochester Police Department. Now, the problem is, is um, this is the assistant principal at Spencerport High School in Rochester, uh, it's a Stephen Lysenko, And if you're in Rochester listening to us, congratulations. There's your school teachers union for you. So uh, he apparently has also uh, been uh, very, uh, uh, very open uh, on his Facebook uh, posts. He had a Facebook video uh, where he is an advocate for social justice. He tweeted recently to any student pastor president who follow me here know that when you post white lives matter you're condoning white supremacy and in that i will not abide oh he's so cool when you say i will not abide (laughs) wow you're such a great teacher anyway um so the school district has had many calls and the school district is they will not abide and so they issued a statement Uh, As we have stated consistently and clearly, Spencerport Central School District stands in solidarity in support of racial equality and systematic change. Oh, don't you love systematic change? We remain committed to this change, and we want all of our families to know we further stand in solidarity with our peaceful protesters. However, when a district employee uses language in public or on social media that doesn't align with our code of conduct or demonstrate appropriate role modeling for students, that's something we will not condone. I will not abide. So they've already talked to him uh, and they're going to they're going to they're going to address this as a confidential confidential personnel matter. But they're going to have a harsh talking to. And they apologize to the students and parents and community that you had to hear this language. It's not the language, dude. It's not the language. It's the fact that he says F the police and he wants systematic change. But you want systematic change as well. So what kind of systematic change is that? I'd like to know. Really, seriously. Defund the police and do what? Their answer is Replace it with their own peacekeepers. You saw that in Chaz in Seattle. It worked really well, didn't it? Is that the kind of mob rule you want? What is wrong with you people? Seriously, what is wrong with, with the people who are mainly white? Don't you know what when they say they're anti-fascist? What do they? Do? I know what you might think fascism is. What do they claim is fascism? The United States of America and the U.S. Constitution. That's their definition of fascism. So when they're fighting against fascism, they're fighting against the Constitution of the United States and the United States of America itself. Everything you know is fascistic to them that's systematic change that's what they mean by well it's systematic racism it's all through the system you got you got to abolish all of it that's what they mean i don't know how this isn't called a terrorist organization because that's what they're doing what were they doing don't worry we're not gonna hurt you what are you doing you're freaking people out
0: you're freaking them out. You're terrorizing them. And, of course, they are hurting people, too. It's yes, they are. just this particular incident, they were only breaking the Correct. glass around people. Correct. And they weren't actually hurt by it, supposedly. But they're doing it to get laws
1: changed. So that's that's the definition. You cause terror for a political end. Yep. That's the definition of a domestic terrorist group. This is why Rudy Giuliani called them. domestic domestic terrorist terrorist group group, because they are (laughs) clearly they are and if you are supporting them you are supporting a domestic terror group and why for why? why do you keep excusing them why does this country continue to excuse them because you don't want to be called a racist really By the way, uh, Colorado School District opted to suspend a 12-year-old boy who touched a toy gun during a virtual class. Apparently, it was terrifying. He was terrorizing his classmates when he moved his green plastic space gun from one side of his desk to the other. Apparently, that was terrorism. Apparently, he was... There were kids that were terrified by... How? Are your kids so stupid that they think a gun, a toy space gun, can shoot through the screen? Are they that stupid? So that kid, that kid has been kicked out of school. But the principal, or the vice principal up in Rochester, don't worry about it. By the way, Trump is... Is threatening now federal funds to go to California schools if they teach the 1619 project. Please, Mister President, this isn't the only district. This isn't the only state that's teaching that crap. It's being taught everywhere. My sister wrote to me. She she lives in Washington State. She wrote to me this weekend and she said, "What do you think of what do you think of this history book?" And it was uh, everything my school teachers taught me is wrong. And I was like, "Okay, good." So we're now tearing down the teachers, as the teachers are okay, good. Uh, I didn't have to even read it. She said, "What do you think about it?" I said, "I don't even have to read it. It's endorsed by Howard Zinn. Howard Zinn, his his goal has been to change America from a free loving state to a communist state. He is openly taught. He is a revolutionary." A super, super bad guy who is in love with communism. What do you think he's going to endorse? A good book or a bad book? One that tells you the truth or one that doesn't? Now, I got news for you. There's lots of stories. For instance, Joe Biden came out this weekend and said, we got to teach the kids the truth. We got to teach the kids the truth. Did you know? Did you even know about uh, Black Wall Street? Yeah, Joe, we did. Yes, we did. In fact, we've done episodes uh on Black Wall Street in Tulsa. It was a horror show. It's something we should learn. Uh that's why we've been teaching it for a while. Uh, did you know that uh Thomas Edison didn't invent the light bulb? Well, he didn't tell us who. You can kind of guess there was a guy, a black guy who said he invented one at the same time that lasted longer. But I haven't had a chance to look into it, but I'll look into it. But you know what? Thomas Edison, he was a dirtbag. I've been telling you that for a while. He's a dirtbag. He is a horrible, horrible guy that has been miscast in history. And the reason why I found it is because I'm a fan of of Nikolai Tesla. Tesla.
0: He's a white guy. He's another white guy. And something like 19 people invented the light bulb right around the same time yeah Uh, that's just the way it it.
1: happens always always that way there's some sort of thing where you get to a place to where invention after invention leads people all over the all over the world no oh wait a minute two and two
0: equals four this is in matt ridley's book his new book uh, how innovation works and it talks about how the once the technology becomes ripe and there's like that it's a someone's going to pull it off the tree and uh you know, the, a lot of these people did this. This is you could always find these stories of people who were wronged if you want to assign. Because I've, I've read that book and I don't remember him ever mentioning the race of any of the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that because it wasn't Doesn't important. Matter. It's not important to the story, except to people who want to di- divide us.
1: And there's lots of those. There's lots of those. And I'm gonna I want to show you today who you're in bed with. I'm reading a terrifying new book that is out called uh carl marx and the devil oh yeah and i'm about halfway through it Paul kangor holy mother how has this been you want to talk about history that nobody's talking about this is kind of important history this is the best of the glenn beck program and we really want to thank you for listening you know uh the one thing that donald trump has done that i i both have hated and now i've started to love is his relationship with the press he doesn't care and i hated it when he came out and said the press is an enemy of it but they are he was right he was right they are the enemy of people because they're not telling you the truth and it is a coordinated effort. It's remarkable how he has exposed these people. Uh, but I do love I mean, I'd like to just put together just a, a long list of all the jabs that he takes because sometimes they're just hysterical. This one came this weekend. A reporter uh, stands up from Reuters. His name is Jeff Mason, and he has to he asked the president a question and he's so muffled because he's wearing a mask and we've talked about this before all these people are six feet apart from each other this is this is doing nothing it's doing nothing except what just positioning it's just it's them virtue signaling so the president can't understand me so can you take off your mask <laughs> listen to this
0: We're having issues with but the biden replied care. yes right.
1: he'll get rid of those jobs and he famously told
0: a voter, I want you to look in my eyes when he's not wearing the mask because I've never seen a man that liked a mask. Look, I'm all for it. We have a big weekend distance on the weekend and
2: all of that stuff and wear your mask when you close together in particular and wash your hands, all those things. We have Labor Day weekend coming up. But did you ever see a man that likes a mask
0: as much as him? And then he makes a speech and he always has it, not always, but a lot of times he has it hanging down because you know what? It gives him a feeling of security. If I were a psychiatrist, right? No, I'd say,
2: I'd say this guy's got some big issues. Hanging down,
1: hanging down. Congressman, give me your mask. I want to have it hanging from my ear. I don't want
0: to touch your mask. Mike, I'll never touch your mask.
1: All right, so that is the president this weekend. Do you have? I'm sorry. We've had a, we are having severe computer issues in our studios. Do we have the reporter? Uh, how many feet away are you? Don't okay. Oh, we're rebooting our whole system. Um, well, so he stands up and the president he starts to speak and the president says, I I I, I can't understand anything you're saying. You're going to have to take that off. Can you just take it off, please?" And the guy just stands there and he says. How, how many feet away are you and then mason said uh, speak louder president said well if you don't take it off you're very muffled it would just be a lot easier could you just is this better I'll speak louder president said yeah it's better then he asks the reporter after all of that then he asks why do you hate the military so much <laughs> in so many words you and McCain you did battle you called him a loser well, you know why should we believe anything you have to say uh in regards to the Atlantic article and the president unleashes on him now John Bolton if you need a refresher John Bolton not exactly a fan of the president John Bolton has come out and said none of this happened what they what the Atlantic was accusing was that when trump was there he wouldn't go out and meet a bunch of soldiers because he'd get his hair wet and he said why should i go recognize these people uh you know and their graves here in france they died they're all losers that's a pretty outrageous thing to uh, accuse john bolton said it didn't happen one of the soldiers who they're using as the face of this movement has come out and said to the Atlantic he said are we done lying to people yet stop using my face for your propaganda to promote that agenda please stop using me for your propaganda I'm not here for that I don't know what Trump said but I'm sure he didn't call me a loser stop using my image so there's one of the guys that the, that, that was there, uh, Melania Trump, who was also there. She said, this is a very dangerous time when anonymous sources are believed above all else. No one knows their motivation. This is not journalism. It's activism. It's a disservice to the people of our great nation. Sarah Sanders, former White House press secretary, said this never happened general keith kellogg national security advisor to mike pence also was there saying the atlantic story is completely false completely false so why would the atlantic do this well like most people you don't read the atlantic like most people you don't even know what the atlantic is like most people you could care less about you could care less about the atlantic so the atlantic Begins with the essay, the mythology of racial progress, believing that things are always getting better, they say, actually makes things worse. This is written by MacArthur Fellow and a Yale psychology professor, and it advocates for revolution. It gleefully celebrates the ebbing presence of older white people and their replacement by a surging mass of enlightened younger people, concluding that we should think of the next year as all the time we have. Even though it's an essay, there are seven sources. None are anonymous. But Jeffrey Goldberg, the editor-in-chief at The Atlantic, made news with an article claiming to have proof that that the president referred to dead soldiers as losers and skipped visiting military cemeteries because it was raining and he didn't want to ruin his hair the story only had four sources but all of them were anonymous so should we trust them well let's look into goldberg and the atlantic um you know, why would they possibly, possibly violate journalistic standards? Well, you have to look at what motivates them and may, no, make no mistake. The Atlantic um, magazine you don't read because you instinct you instinctively know it doesn't like you. It's not printed for you. They don't like you. They don't like what you stand for. They mock and insult you every chance they get. The second article of the September issue advocates for, and this is a direct quote, a world in which police do not exist. And it's a few thousand words about how to abolish the police and how it's not radical enough. The author of that article says, quote, in the past, I've been accused of hating the police, and I do. So this is a police abolition movement. He depicts America as irredeemably racist, quote, there have always been voices willing to take on the fragile American ego to remind us that racist principles on which this country was founded continue to guide each of its institutions. Then ultimately, in support of the ongoing riots, he advocates for revolution. So the articles in The Atlantic are deeply anti-American. Nearly all of them advocate for revolution. All of them support far left and extremist causes. So what do you think? In the September issue alone, Trump is directly referenced 136 times, indirectly referenced in every single article. He is the Atlantic's perpetual villain. They obsessively attack him. So why should, why should we believe them and not see for what it is? The, just the latest attempt to destroy him. During the Trump presidency, every single page of the Atlantic is activism. You can see the obsessive hatred on every page. You can't look anywhere without propaganda being shoved down your throat. And the Atlantic has made it their mission to attack Donald Trump. Why is that? Well, Jeffrey Goldberg has been the editor in chief since 2016. And he noted the Atlantic's endorsement of Hillary Clinton. In a letter, he described Trump as an infomercial huckster, adding that Trump traffics in conspiracy theories and racist invectives. He's appallingly sexist. He's erratic, secretive, xenophobic. He expresses admiration for authoritarian rulers. He invinces authoritarian tendencies himself. He's easily goaded, a poor quality for someone seeking control of America's nuclear arsenal. He is the enemy of fact-based discourse. He is ignorant and indifferent to the Constitution, which he appears not to read. In defiance of the magazine's founding statement that the, that the magazine would be an organ of no party or clique, Goldberg wrote, Trump is not a man of ideas. He's a demagogue, a xenophobe, sexist, know-nothing, and a liar. He's spectacularly unfit for office and voters, the statesmen and thinkers of the ballot box, should act in defense of American democracy and elect his opponent. Goldberg and the Atlantic are cashing in their reputation in order to accomplish their mission of toppling Donald Trump. It's one of the reasons why no one reads it. But we wanted to make sure that we really had the story. So, one of our researchers, Kevin, who is, you put him on a story and he just doesn't know when to stop. We said, go back and look at the articles in um, the Atlantic. So, he finally came up for air and he said, okay, I've gone back to over the last three years, every issue, every page. I'm like, Kevin, that's, that's good. It's probably more than enough. Probably more than enough. So, he's gone over and we're posting this at glenbeck.com you will not believe what the atlantic has has posted about trump about i mean every article really mentions him every article mentions him it also in the article it talks about how he is a nazi uh or anything like that when when they're mentioning him but they're also advocating for revolution they are advocating for uh uh you know a an america that you would not recognize without police without churches i mean it's it's phenomenal phenomenal they also violate everything in in 2016 the new york times ran an article uh, called shared shame the media helped make trump they they said we were lapdogs not watchdogs we in the media empowered a demagogue and failed the country so they're doing exactly the same thing this time but they think they're on it now i mean they were running those uh those uh, speeches that he gave wall-to-wall coverage why because they thought he was so crazy that no one would vote for him and so they were trying to harm him And indeed, what happened is they helped him. Now they're trying to harm him. And what do you think is going to happen? They are breaking every journalistic rule that they have. Four anonymous sources? Four? And you're running to print on that? Nobody read The Atlantic in the first place. But any time that anyone ever quotes and says anything, that Donald Trump said any of this stuff, Over in France, dismiss it and them out of hand. Sixty six percent of the people think the media don't do a good job at separating fact from opinion. Sixty two percent of Americans consider the media to have bias. Sixty four percent say they're reporting that they consider the media have a liberal bias. Nine in ten Republicans report personally lost trust in the news media in recent years. You don't need any formal training to do what they do it helps because you'll at least know you're all in it together but journalism that degree is nothing more than a degree you don't need the formal training or informal training there is no accreditation no governing body of journalism nor board of directors to revoke our license if we violate the laws of our profession there is no licensing no book of laws in reality it's an in in, an industry full of creatives and academics and how do i know there are no laws there are no rules well they used to just be rules that we'd all agree on and we'd all know you don't run a story without anyone going on record and for anonymous sources you just don't do it because somebody Somebody who's not willing to stand by what they say is most likely willing to lie for their cause. The best of the Glenn Beck program. So I don't even know how we can explain uh, on public airwaves. Sabo's latest work in San Francisco. Hello, Sabo. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Glenn. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs>
1: uh, I am a big fan of yours, and the, the, the two that I saw over the weekend, I think, are some of your best work. Um, let's talk about, and maybe we can show it up on the blaze, the bus stops in San Francisco. Uh, and remember, you're on FCC
2: airwaves, so I, how I do you explain I this? <laughs> how do I explain this? I, I saw the video of her getting her hair done, and all I could think is, how could this woman sit in a chair and have have this beautician work on her, knowing she's not only devastated her business but she's devastated the entire city that she represents, and she does not care mm-hmm. so I mean, I had to do this yeah and no. <laughs> it, yeah it's her it's her with curlers and a uh-huh. old fashioned uh hair dryer uh-huh. sitting in the salon, yeah, and by all means, uh go and check it out,
1: yeah. Yeah. And it has a phrase up above it that actually that works uh, because she said she wanted uh, her hair. Wanted a blowout. uh, She wanted a blowout. Yeah. So Uh, it's close to that. It's close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Uh
2: And uh, basically telling everybody that as well. Yes.
1: Yes. And she is. I mean, it is really the perfect uh, political art. Uh, because it's funny, but it it is also absolutely true. You're right. That's that is what she's saying. No, I don't care. I don't care about any of you people. Uh, I'm going to do what I want. So y- you put these up all over San Francisco, and yes, our question is: uh,
2: How do you not go to jail for that? Well, I work for the CIA. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I not go to jail? I don't, you know, when the police pull you over and when they catch you, you just say yes sir, no sir. If they tell you to take it down, you take it down. It's this. As soon as you start giving the police lip, it, it's pretty much over. They're gonna cuff you and stuff you. So uh, you just show them the respect and uh, that they deserve, and that's it. You know, I, I've been very lucky.
1: Yeah, I, I, because th- you have done. Uh, you've done some remarkable, remarkable work in the past. And as you know, uh, I I believe that you are going to be uh, very popular once we get past all of this Marxism, uh, because I think your your art should be seen all over the country. Uh, and uh, and I know we talked over the weekend. Are, are we are we going to do the the uh, T-shirts and, and mugs and things on this? Do you know?
2: Uh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I, hope I hope so. They're going to they're gonna look great. Okay, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and, and I also uh, flew down to Venice Beach where I put up a basketball backboard with a Joe Biden message on it. I love that. Uh, yeah, it, it's a backboard in Venice Beach, and basketball is like a religion there. So I had to hit that backboard. And it's Joe Biden saying, make this shot or you ain't black. <laughs> so good
1: so wait so 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 how long do these things last do you think
2: not at all hours i mean i have to go there as soon as the sun comes up and take pictures because uh, yeah i call myself the fastest censored street artist in america if not the world and uh, if i'm lucky i'll have a couple of hours to be able to take pictures
1: and do you know if anybody do do they take them and collect them or they just
2: tear them up and destroy them Some people do collect, especially the hangers, but something like this, all you could do is tear it down.
1: Because they're just brilliant. They really are brilliant. And do you do this? Is this uh, computer generated? Are you doing your art on computer?
2: Yeah, I do. I use Illustrator, Photoshop. I've been doing this forever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the important thing is the idea. I mean... With a lot of these ideas, I have to go for a jog or something. I, t- putting it together for me is very easy. It's like playing the piano. Yeah, but just coming up with a good idea—that's really the complicated part. Yeah.
1: Well, you have another one of Kamala Harris, and did you put this up with Kamala? It's, it's, it's hard to look at, but strangely, you can't take your eyes off it. Uh, the yeah. the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> image. Uh, where she is wearing a, a police shirt uh, and uh, and garters, and Joe <laughs> is completely naked except for what appears to be a mask covering his genitals. Yeah, I, I
2: think he forgot where it was supposed to go.
1: <laughs> it happens. It happens. And you put these. Yeah. You put these up in. Uh, you know, I would think that these would stay because there's Kamala Harris. She how is she popular with the people that you know on the left how is she popular
2: I I think they're taking a dive I really do uh the democrats haven't been this uh, I I don't know what they're doing to tell you the truth but I can't imagine they think they're going to win uh I can I, I can't think of anyone that even likes that woman
1: Yeah I can't I, I mean I think this and with the Uh, With the attitude of Nancy Pelosi, I would think that the Nancy Pelosi uh, and the Kamala Harris might last a while uh, in uh, in San Francisco, because, I mean, there are a lot of people that don't agree with me politically that do not like what Nancy Pelosi did.
2: Uh, Yeah, and I was surprised when I was taking photographs, people were actually coming up to me and they didn't even know I was the artist. They were just saying this is the greatest thing i've ever seen and that is not the kind of response i would expect in san francisco yeah
1: yeah i think they've overplayed their hand sable thank you so much man i really appreciate it and uh and uh, thanks for staying in touch I, I i really appreciate it thank you
2: great i hope you enjoy my painting you got I'll it see you later
1: i do uh i have i've have one that he painted after 9-11 uh it's it's amazing and i bought one of the flying monkeys uh that he hung in los angeles that said (laughs) hillary 16 i just think is is
0: great